Hello everyone. Hello. Welcome to Eurofile. <laughs> My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. And we have a new president-elect of the United States. <laughs> Hell yes. We love to see it. We hate fascism. Oh. We know Europe hates fascism too. Yep. And we are mm -hmm. here. Finally. <laughs> it took four years. Oh. And yes. we'd like to thank black women specifically mm -hmm. for showing yes. up and saving us like always yes. we do not deserve you i'm mm -hmm. just over you the know moon. there are no over words. the moon <laughs> i know i mean lots of work to do still but yeah time to celebrate a little bit beginning. a little bit of joy here you we know? go yeah you know? um i had a glass of greek natural wine yesterday at 9 30 a.m perfect um <laughs> I was going to Were attempt... you watching the news? How did it how did you find out? I found out from a text from my friend Peter. Okay. And he said, CNN called it. Yeah. And then I looked and I mean I was in bed, like LA it's like early here still. Yeah. So, no Saturday morning. How did you find out? My parents and I were watching the news because Philadelphia was it was their morning report of their latest mm -hmm. influx of votes. Mm -hmm. And then we literally turned the team. We were like, oh, OK, cool. Biden just got an extra 2,500 votes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Turned off the TV, about to start our day. And then a minute and a half later, I got a text from my old roommate, Megan, <laughs> saying the Associated they Press called just it. called it. And I was just like, are you kidding me? We just turned the TV off. Like, I yeah. wish I, we had had it on during that moment. But yeah, I know. I, so I too found out through the text of a friend. And it was just yeah. the best. <laughs> thrilled. So And then we continued thrilled. to drink champagne mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. And I made a beautiful meal for my family because that's Yay. how we like to celebrate things. So yes. it was really fun. So fantastic. All right. Should we go in. get to business? Yes, matters. please. Okay. Kate, tell me where we are going okay. today. We are taking a little trip to Lapland in Scandinavia mm. and okay. Finland. The majority of this takes place in Norway, Finland, and Sweden. Ooh, so, what's yes. going to be? <laughs> We're going to talk about today the only indigenous people of Europe. And it is the Sami people. Ooh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Do you know, are you like familiar? Do you know anything? N not at all. Okay, so Sami country spans across the northern part of Scandinavia and partly into a peninsula in Russia. Oh. There are a lot of genetic ties to the people in Siberia. So, it's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Traditionally, Sammy pursued livelihoods of like fishing, fur trapping, and sheep herding. They're best known mm -hmm. um, because they're semi-nomadic because they follow and herd reindeer. Wow. Yes. Okay. And cool. that's why they're able to thrive mm -hmm. up in Lapland. Right. And it is freezing. And yeah. they really connected to reindeer. Okay. Only about 70% of the Sami are still reindeer herders or connected to mm -hmm. reindeer in some way. Okay. And I think I watched this documentary and there was this guy who was talking about how other cultures see the Sami and how it's so linked with reindeer. And mm -hmm. he's like, being without reindeer doesn't make me any less Sami, but like, 
it does in the eyes of the government. So it's kind of, yeah. you know. Okay. Okay. I'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. Like I said, their reindeer is their, it's just intrinsically linked to mm-hmm. the Sami people. And that's why they were semi-nomadic or, well, nomadic and now semi-nomadic. And they relied on reindeer for uh, traditional, environmental, cultural, and political reasons. So reindeer herding is only reserved for the Sami people. Like, you cannot do that if you're Norwegian Mm -hmm. or Finnish. Yes. Because there are political repercussions. I'll, I'll talk about that. So the modern norm, so they basically are not nomadic anymore but the norm is to have like a permanent home and then a cabin in the woods for like herding seasons okay and but that's for like the 10 percent who participate participate. yes exactly there's this in the one documentary i saw they have like these east this easter celebration apparently the sammy have the it's it's almost like games like highland games okay (laughs) yeah Fun. It's really cute. Yeah. So like, but it's Easter. So, um, but one of the ones that I loved was racing of snowmobiles and even little kids <laughs> do it. It's so cute. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Cause like, it's still really snowy. Right. There. I was thinking it got Easter. Easter. Yeah. <laughs> so there is actually no single Sami language, mm. but a group of distinct Sami languages. A group of 10 distinct Sami languages. So the Sami language belongs to the Uralic language family, which I guess is Finnish, Estonian, and Hungarian, which is different than Norwegian. You know, like it doesn't have right. the same roots as okay. any of like Scandinavia other than Finland. Okay. I thought that was really interesting. Like I'm more familiar with Latin based languages, obviously. Yeah. And don't know yeah. really anything outside of this. Mm-hmm. And so it me is neither. imperative for me to learn more. But like, isn't that so interesting? Yeah. It still amazes me how things can be so different in such a small land. Yes. Okay. So, like I said, reindeer are a big part of Sami culture, providing, you know, food and raw materials for everyday use. They pass on this knowledge through formal education from generation to generation. So mm. we'd love to see yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Traditionally, every part of the reindeer was kept and used, you know, skin, antlers, meat, mm-hmm. everything. They make shoes, Fat, knives. Yes. Yeah. yes wow. Everything. No part goes to waste. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with their like traditional costume. It's called the gakti. It's both ceremonial and functional. It was made out of reindeer hide, but now it can be like, you know, it's made out of like wool or cotton leather or leather, anything like that. Yeah. It's embroidered with like geometrical Mm -hmm. shapes that all have meaning, you know, and you can trace where someone is from in the Sammy. Yeah. Uh. From that. I'd say the most recognizable is sort of like this cheery red Christmas color. Mm-hmm. They wear like decorative belts and okay. I just like that it's functional and ceremonial. Beautiful. Yeah, they use it, yeah. yeah. And it also can show if you're single or married or not. Ooh. So that's kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is fun. Yeah. Put it out there. Yeah. No games. <laughs> okay, so the duaji is Sammy art. And it's all made from, Mm -hmm. guess, reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they have branched out into, like, photography and 
doesn't have to be of reindeer, you know. If a Sami right. is making it, it is Duwaji. So it, that's really how they supported themselves when there wasn't herding season okay. and making these mm-hmm. arts. Oh. So when the bubonic plague came to Norway in 1349, you know, quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They've been there. Yeah. So since the Sami didn't rely on the same food sources as, like, I'm going to talk about Norway specifically here, as Norwegians, they weren't hit as detrimentally because... They were, like, more inland at this point. Yeah. And they didn't eat any wheat or rye, and that's how the bubonic plague was. Really? Yeah. At least in Norway. Okay. Yeah. So the Sami ate, like, fish and reindeer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And saves them. Yeah, it did. Yeah. (laughs) So they lived in communities detached from Norwegians, and so they weren't really affected. Wow. And... Yeah, well, good. The population didn't get that affected by yeah. the bubonic plague. So in the 19th century, there was a rise in Christianization. So the Sami traditionally practiced, like, shamanism. Okay. And today, a lot of Sami are Christian, like, I think Lutheran in particular. So there was this rise in Christianization. So they made, you know, Norwegians took the Sami, made them go to yep. boarding school for seven years. Mm. Oh my um, God. You know, you take away, yeah. Strip them. Any indigenous, yeah, this is classic, happens to every indigenous people anywhere. Yeah. Strip them of their language, take away their connection to the land, take away their connection to their family, Sami God. culture. Yeah. You know, you're taking away their roots. Yeah. So. God, I just, it makes me so upset. Yes. You know? I know. What gave know. them the right to do that? Nothing. Yeah. And like, same in the US, same in Canada. It, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. same thing everywhere. And so they wanted to make them into like proper Norwegians, you know, yeah. teach them quote unquote mm-hmm, civilized. The correct language. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Ugh. It's alleged that the Sami had forced sterilization during this time. My God. Like, you're so threatened by someone being different than you. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. At this time, there was really a push for anyone who wanted to buy lands for agriculture in Lapland or Finnmark, which is another name for that area, had Mm -hmm. to prove knowledge of the Norwegian language and to register a Norwegian name. Like, Mm. fuck you. Taking away indigenous people's land that they care for Mm -hmm. and know what they're doing for agricultural... Yeah, it's just like the shit happens everywhere. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it caused a big dislocation of the Sami people in the 1920s. And... In 1913, this is going to piss you off again, the Norwegian parliament passed a bill on Native Land Act to allocate the best and most useful lands to Norwegian settlers. Like, fuck you. Oh my god. Just stop. I know, that's a stupid thing to say, just stop, but like, Jesus. I know. I know. Yeah, it's like easy to say, like, in 2020. Yeah. But like, (laughs) please stop. Mm -hmm. Um... One of the first big positive things that happened for the Sami was in 1989. The, you know, <laughs> much later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not the first too long Sam- ago. Yeah, yeah. The first Sami parliament in Norway was elected. So basically, they have rights now oh, to okay. this area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in 2005, the Finnmark Act was passed in the 
Norwegian Parliament giving Sami Parliament autonomy over these okay areas. Good. Yeah, and so Man. that that is one of the reasons why the reindeer, like reindeer mm. herding, is only saved for the Sami. Okay. So well, man, I, guess... I mean, you can't you can't completely make up for everything that has happened, yeah. but yeah, at like least the damage has been done. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can make it a little better. I don't know. Yeah, and you can acknowledge what you've mm-hmm. done. You know, so many places exactly. just don't. Here in the U.S., we don't really mm-hmm. do anything about it. Yeah. Um. Well, there's no accountability. Yeah. Nothing. So on. April 8th, 2011, the UN Racial Discrimination Committee, which, like, can't wait to get one of those in the White yeah. House. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they handed recommendations over to Norway, and these addressed the issues of the students needing bilingual education in mm-hmm. Sami regions. And it made sure to have a recommendation that no language was to be allowed to be the basis of discrimination. At least in, okay. th- this is in Norway, I'm just speaking. Like, the majority of Sami live in Norway, so I'm just gonna, like, speak to that. It's really hard to speak to a people about right. a people in yeah. 30 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. there's only so much I can do, and also, like, I'm mm-hmm. not a professional. In more modern context, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Frozen? Frozen. <laughs> I actually have never seen it, but yes. <laughs> okay, so indigenous culture has been part of the Frozen brand from the get-go. In there's a good this... way? So, okay. So there's mm. this song. It's like the opening chorus, and I'm not even going to attempt okay. to do it. But yeah, don't... Um, <laughs> you don't it's like to... the opening chorus of the film, and it's evocative melody called the Vuli. And it's based on a formerly outlawed indigenous vocal music of the Sami called the yoke. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So it's like kind of a big deal. Yeah. But the first Frozen, they Uh didn't, they didn't collaborate with the Sami. So. Oh, come on. Okay. But Mm -hmm. in the second version, they did. So in the first film they use like motifs and like this yoke music from the sami people without real acknowledgement of them and Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of backlash yeah there's backlash there's this one character (laughs) well you haven't seen it so i'm just gonna tell you about him (laughs) but he's the love interest for one of the girls okay and his name is christoph and he's the only person in the world who doesn't I mean, no, I have like nieces I... and like nephews I, and like I don't I've know. had no reason to ha- to watch it. Yeah, you know. Well, so, you okay. should because it's really cute, actually. Mm, okay. So there's Kristoff, and he had a reindeer, and he wears these clothes that are like, you know, okay, Sammy, definitely yeah. inspired, if yeah. not art, Sammy. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but Frozen Two is about. Elsa, who's, like, the main character. Were, yeah. And her sister learning from the indigenous people. It's kind of like, like, there's heavily, like, climate change, you know, okay. connotations to this. Oh. And so it's, like, learning from indigenous people, and there are indigenous characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the second version. 
and it's about like reconciliation of cultures and like finding common ground and also the two main characters learn that their mom was oh, indigenous okay. or oh. of indigenous descent mm-hmm. so it's you know a pretty powerful yeah. message yeah yeah keep that up you know we love to see it and we hope to see more of it and mm. we owe a lot to indigenous cultures um especially Absolutely. living in the u.s mm-hmm. you know it is not lost on us you know right and it's so important to educate ourselves on this so thank yeah, you yeah exactly i was looking up to see like who was you know sammy like i didn't know if i knew anyone you will right. never guess who <gasps> is of who? part sammy descent Renee Zellweger. <laughs> what? Wow. Okay. <laughs> awesome. We love to see it. Yeah. Ah, Bridget Jones. Like, yeah. We love you. But I didn't, like, I just, you know, Wikipedia looked quickly. Yeah, like, notable. To see if, like, any, you know. Yeah. I didn't, like, dive too far mm-hmm. to see, like, if there was someone I knew, you know. But I was yeah. like, oh, that is, like, you know, bringing it all, like, mm-hmm. in context for at least Americans to, like, you know someone yeah. yeah but yeah that's i you know it's, like i said it's really hard to do talk about an entire people well you gave me a great little like dive overview. into little sector yeah yeah, yeah. well Thank i mean you. i had to kind of like make it up for like me doing love island last time <laughs> we're about all things here you know highbrow lowbrow no left unturned yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's the motto here <laughs> we like it all yeah Wonderful. Shall Mm -hmm. we dive into my little topic? Oh my god, yes. Okay. So I have a little Norwegian sexy art history for you today. Okay. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about Edward Munch, you know, who painted the screen. Oh wait, what? That's he's Norwegian. Yeah, I looked it up and that I have seen like Edvard Munch. I've seen, I've yeah. heard, I mean, I a million he different was ways. Like Austrian or something. And it's Edward Munch is what I okay. have heard the okay. most prevalent. So we're going to be talking about him and the woman who loved and inspired him. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, first things first, young Edward was pretty hot. I will have to say. I have never seen him before. He's like a beautiful, like, there's one picture. He must be a teen. And he is just a beautiful angel face. Adorable. In today's day, I think he was, he's handsome. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, back then, he must have been, I feel like people must have loved him. Yeah, totally. Because people say, like, oh, he was attractive. And then I see this old Victorian photo of a man. And I'm like, ew, I don't see it at all. But he's pretty cute. He was like a tortured soul brilliant artist was famous right off the bat basically in like his mid-20s mm-hmm. the complicated eloquent dashing successful guy so like of course women were gonna fall in love with this mm-hmm. guy he had several subjects and nude models throughout his life a lot of them mm-hmm. were platonic but today i'll be talking about three major women who loved him and okay. it gets pretty juicy So his first love was a woman named Millie Filau, who was also Norwegian, and he was so desperately in love with her. Their relationship ended, and she married someone else. He was really disappointed that they didn't end up being together, and Mm -hmm. this would influence the rest of his life of fear of denial 
and it, okay. he really had complicated relationships with women because he had this why is it horrible... always just one person and yeah. then men like, can't oh, have she didn't like you and didn't... now you can't have a normal functioning relationship for the yep. rest of their life yep. mm -hmm. it's true <laughs> so he had sorry, like this men. passion i know we kind of like hate on you I a know. lot but sorry you're not really but... helping <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> convince us otherwise and we'll talk <laughs> I'm, I'm willing I... yeah Put me wrong. <laughs> yeah please prove us wrong um so he had you know this he was a ladies man you know he's an artistic soul he loves love and women Mm -hmm. But he has this paralyzing fear of rejection, and he does mm -hmm. have mental health okay. issues okay. that I didn't. I, this isn't really about him specifically, sure. so I didn't dive into that. I think like, and, you could kind of tell at least. Yeah, look at his maybe paintings. like a torture. Yes, exactly, I like mean, a torturous kind of like soul. Yeah, yeah, and kind of dramatic. <laughs> we can say <laughs> he's a little. He likes drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what fire sign doesn't? So. it's true it's very true mm -hmm. this is a fun aside for millie she was later known as one of the first women to write in the norwegian press about food and fashion so uh, she must have been really brilliant and exciting yeah. and fun well, no, no wonder he no was wonder. obsessed yeah yeah no wonder. and she was like you're boring artistic <laughs> sad fuck boy moving on <laughs> don't waste your time uh -huh. girls um so then around the turn of the century, this is my favorite woman. He had a turbulent romantic relationship that lasted four years with a woman named Mathilde Tula, was her nickname, Tula mm -hmm. Larson. She was the daughter of a really wealthy wine merchant. Um, she was 29 when she met Edward, who was 35, and she just like fell for him immediately because mm -hmm. why wouldn't you? I understand. Cutie, Cutie yeah. artist, creative, yeah. tortured. That sounds like someone I would try to date in this Same. day and age. So, <laughs> again, he had really complicated issues with women, and he was like upfront with her about this, saying like I have okay. issues. Mm -hmm. So they talked about it. But he also thought that women would suck out creativity of men, and like you know mm -hmm. all that bullshit oh, okay. stuff of like yeah. the male artist being like I can't distract myself with women. So this is a quote that I read about her. It seemed like she was an explosively passionate, impulsive, and perhaps even reckless and irrepressible person. Her whole four-year affair with Edward satisfied their common needs for feelings that were on the verge of unbearable, painful, and extremely dangerous to health. Dangerous. So like passion, you yeah. know. I, I was thinking of Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz yes. and Vicky Cristina Barcelona, where they're just like, like so in love, but toxic. But, yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine this relationship that's just mm -hmm. a mess, but like a beautiful mess, and they just mm -hmm. can't get enough. So this is the fun part where it gets juicy. So they last met in the fall of 1902, and mm -hmm. we don't really know exactly what happened here, but we do know is that his middle finger was shot off by a gun and, so, and they never <gasps> talked about it really so no one really knows what happened and people think you know he had mental health issues did he try to kill uh -huh. himself did she uh -huh. point a pistol at him and shot mm -hmm. his finger off but he so now he's a painter he had to learn how to paint and hold a paintbrush without his middle finger for the rest oh my of his God. life i know really wild yeah and then you know understandably they never saw each other after that and mm -hmm. continued to live long lives out without ever seeing each other again 
Wow. Now we have, we're to our last great love of his life. And she was an English violinist named Ava Medochi. Mm-hmm. And we don't, I don't have much about their um, relationship, but there are some lovely things that he said about her. Okay. And there's a painting of her that's very beautiful. Wouldn't you love to be a muse? Just oh my God. Little, just I to know. see. Yes. And yeah. now everyone will know this painting of me forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. But he said that she had, quote, the eyes of a thousand years. Of course. Beautiful. Kill me now. And he sent her a letter where he wrote, here's the stone that has fallen from my heart. Like, oh, he's so much lighter because of her. How cute. I know. Like, you're a crazy man, Mm -hmm. but I love to hear these words. Mm -hmm. Tell me everything. Don't stop. Those are the three major love and influences of Edward Munch. Thank you. That was so fun. <laughs> Thanks. Oh I just thought I, that topic came to me so quickly in my mm-hmm. research, and I was like, done. This is it. Mm-hmm. Just really Perfect. delightful. And I can't wait to share some of the photos and paintings on Instagram because they're Yay. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. This was a really fun episode, actually, I think. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Great. Broad I mean, we are spectrum. always serving A plus content. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone knows this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are about to go pretty lowbrow oh. with my. <gasps> I have a surprise for Kate. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I told to her. Me. I told her that I have a surprise in lieu of recommendations this mm-hmm. week. Which she, I kind of like skipping recommendations, like once yeah. in a while, you know. If we have a good recommendation, obviously we'll share it. I just thought you know it'd be I fun to change things up. Democracy. <laughs> thank oh, you great one great <laughs> thank you the it. greeks <laughs> thank you <laughs> um okay so my surprise is something that i propose if it's fun and if we like it okay i downloaded tinder passport <gasps> yes you did okay <laughs> because i thought that would be okay. such a fun thing to a waste my time okay yes and b chat with some europeans mm. you know thank you for doing and, the dirty work you know i'm yes, sure it was really hard really hard it's yes. so hard for me mm-hmm. actually it's been really fun because it's friendly and i don't feel any actual pressure because well, they don't live yeah. anywhere <laughs> near here so i can like you know flirt it up or not and it doesn't fucking matter because Mm -hmm. i'm never gonna have to meet these people (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah you don't have to or you never know i could start laying the groundwork and find my husband who will eventually hand me an eu passport which is also a great outcome would love that welcome that Mm -hmm. so here are a few little notes that i have Mm -hmm. of course i had to set my city to paris (laughs) like come on i'm obviously i'm gonna jump around uh-huh. And if I get bored, then we'll stop and whatever. But okay. obviously, I had to do Paris. What a fun cultural experiment. It's really fun. It, yeah. And I won't talk I for too long it. about it. Absolutely do it. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> you do have to pay for it. Okay. But it, it's like six bucks a month. And I thought, mm. this is really fun. Why not? Mm-hmm. And, you know, event. it's a business expense. Get, it's a podcast Get some expense. content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously... People who know me, I do not live in New York anymore, but I was living there the past few years. 
and Parisians are hotter than New Yorkers <laughs> based mm. on what I've seen on Tinder. Mm. Just my two cents. I feel mm -hmm. like I was more jazzed about cuties there. I swiped right more than I would have in New York. Ooh, okay. I did see some typical stereotypes, you know, gym selfies, shirtless, headless photos where you just see mm -hmm. like a torso. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, I feel like you can see that anywhere. Couples mm -hmm. looking for a third person to join oh. them. But, mm -hmm. you know, you just swipe left on those things. Mm -hmm. um, oh, one guy had a split tongue that was very scary. <gasps> okay. Ugh, very creepy. Yes. I was like, okay. I've never seen that before. That's too intense for me. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys would talk to me and then they found out that I don't live there and they would unmatch me right away, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, that's fair. fair about it. But one but guy did say, play along. One guy did say like, oh, I wish you the best or something. And then I was like, okay, fine. I get it. Mm -hmm. I did talk with two really nice guys. Maybe I'll keep their names private. Um, oh, wait, I should show you. <laughs> yes. Oh, whatever. Okay, I'll show you. No, There show was me. one of them who was an absolute delight, an adorable Swiss photographer who mm -hmm. recently did a shoot for a major designer. I will keep... I don't know, privacy. And I told okay. them that I have a podcast, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't ask if I could talk about them. So I'll keep quiet. No. This is oh. him. Adorable. Give me a guy in a turtleneck forever. So cute. Yeah. Super cute. And, I mean, delish. Yeah. Very. Can we talk about how men need to adopt the turtleneck more? Please. Honestly. It's such uh, a vibe. It's such a vibe. Then him and another guy told me that the fun places in Paris to hang in are the 10th, 11th, and 20th are in these months. So I thought that was fun for people to yes. know. It's the Canal Saint-Martin in that yes. area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was my fun little week on Tinder in Paris. And it was fun. fun. Where are you yeah. going next? Or is it going to be a surprise? I don't know. I think maybe I'll do it based on topic, but open to suggestions as well oh, we yeah, can go anywhere anywhere mm -hmm. we want <laughs> i have a i don't know how juicy it is but i have a juicy ish story we can save for another time but it's about Ooh. paris <laughs> oh yes i probably okay. told you this but <laughs> it's kind of a fun it is a fun story <sighs> well, i'm just kind that... of saving showing my like craziness <laughs> for later <laughs> Just, you know, give us a little taste whenever you feel like I'm yeah. down okay. for your stories. Well, that summarizes Tinder Corner. Oh my God, Maybe that's we'll call fun. it the working title. Um, <laughs> yes, open to suggestions on where you want me to go next. And fun. we can end it with the word of the day that I found for us, a Norwegian yes. word. Okay. And I thought it was very appropriate for everything that just has happened in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And it's called Ilshul. And that translates to fire soul and is used to describe a person who is very enthusiastic and active about oh, a cause. Isn't that that's amazing? so cute. Yeah. Oh my God. Like what fire soul. I just love that. We don't have any word like that. Eelshul yeah. is how Eelshul. I think I have an eelshul for sure. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you do too. Thank you. It's a nice um, I want to dedicate this episode to my kindergarten teacher. Oh. She was very special to me. Her name is Mrs. Fontaine, but she was Norwegian. Oh. And she would, some of the activities she would do, she would make us like 
make a Viking ship out of the desks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but fun. she would always say, Jag Elsker Jag, and that means I love you. Oh, and I always remember oh, that. Yeah. Oh my God. How special. Yeah. Oh, we love so teachers. Mrs. Fontaine, you're oh. very like important to me and so special mm-hmm. to me. And oh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. How sweet. <laughs> well, okay. thanks again, Kate. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Thank <laughs> you.